0: Hello, and welcome. I am so excited to share this episode with all of you. It is with someone that has a big, big heart and so much inner wisdom to share. Today, you will hear from Erin Rose Ward. I met Erin through practicing an exercise that she teaches called the class. And then eventually, we connected, and I did some one-on-one work together with her. Erin has such an explosive and warm soul, which I am so eager for you to experience. She is one of the guides who really helped me tap back into my feminine and get to know a true whole new side of myself, which I cannot thank her enough. Erin is an embodiment guide that is passionate passionate about the ceremony of everyday life. She is a teacher who has been on a path of service for over a decade. In addition to the class, she offers embodiment practices such as yoga, dance, breathwork, and yoga nidra. She is a student of the heart as well as Eastern and Western psychology and the plant medicine path. She offers multiple retreats in the U.S. and abroad each year. In addition, Erin Rose offers one-on-one well-being coaching, including support for psychedelic preparation and integration. Through this episode, you'll really get to know Erin. She is so vulnerable, honest, and raw. It's a deeper conversation than talking about work and doing and being productive. She discusses and we discuss some activating and possibly some triggering topics such as eating disorders, body image, and sacred sexuality. So please make the best decision for you. If that is not something that you are open to listening and receiving at this time, there is no need for you to engage. And if you are open, welcome. We also explore the lightness and love Erin cultivated through getting to know all parts of herself, exploring her inner and outer world, what is yoga nidra and the benefits of the practice, Erin's relationship to pleasure and her feminine power, and what it means to create safety and truly falling in love with your body. She is a gift, and I hope you receive her and this in this episode today. So really sit back, take your time. It's a longer form episode, and I hope you enjoy. Thanks so much. Right. We are live. We are here. Oh, I can feel your energy. So here we are with Erin. I would love to start this conversation with opening up and allowing yourself to
1: just share. Who is Erin? Who are you? question that could take thousands of years (laughs) to explore. Um, I'd say in this moment, I am a woman who is dedicated to the path of the heart and dedicated to being in service of the heart and bringing the felt sense of love and belonging and connection into the awareness of beings through practices of embodiment, practices of spirit, um, practices that soothe the nervous system. Mm I would say I'm fueled by um, an entity, a vision, a a symbol that has come through these past, well it's come through into my awareness this past year but it's been with me my whole life which is uh, this image of a scarlet heart, this pulsing sort of radiant, essence that I tune into daily and use that as my North Star. Um, I am a woman who calls home many different places right now. It's Ojai, California. And in the inquiry of um, the direction and form that my my service wants to take in the world and i'm creating some some big spaces for that to come through which i'm very excited about Um, so right now that's me i'm also sunburned because i spent too much time in the sun yesterday um Yeah, in a moment of having a really interesting couple months with my body, which has been asking for me to pay attention a little bit more um, wisely and a little bit less uh, frenetically, perhaps. Yeah, Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Mm.
0: Thank you for such a thoughtful and clear understanding of who you are Mm -hmm. i'm curious how how did you feel answering that
2: Mm -hmm. felt great
1: um it felt great probably because for a long time the who are you question landed in a different place. It landed in the a place of um here's what I do and here's my understanding of what I should what I should do or the presentation I'm offering as a way to meet an expectation that I've learned. <laughs> so it was a question that when answered Came with the feeling of, is this right? Oh, and just got scammed. Scam call. Let me do not disturb this. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of, is this right? Mm-hmm. And then the scam, the scam call comes in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd say. Now it feels really good, and thank you for asking this question. Because it feels really good to um, reflect on who's the space I'm sitting in as I'm answering, which has definitely not been the same space that I'm in now.
0: I felt called to ask that because I could feel your power Mm
2: -hmm. and how
0: you answered that, and that trust of truth within yourself. Mm. Um, it was really beautiful to witness that you weren't really looking elsewhere like you really looked Mm. to yourself to to share who you are um Mm. can you take me back to when you weren't in this place share a little Mm. bit with the listeners on what your journey has been like and how you have been able to be with yourself and know who you are without the external validation
1: or the due. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I would say I can't claim to, um, to be always removed from that, that dance with, am I doing this right? I think that's a, having a laugh with someone the other day about how universal that question is because it's so connected to mystery mm. like none of us really know <laughs> but so there's a there's a way that like that question becomes a friend um, and less of a. I uh i mean the image that just came through was less of a, a a thing around the neck of like am i holding us kind of hostage um, from yeah. ourselves so I would say for a good chunk of my experience, there was a way in which I I knew how to show up to spaces and, and perform and um, excel in ways that would uh, garner admiration, validation, love, particularly from my primary caregivers. Mm. Um, and that kind of came to a head when I went to college in New York City and my tactic of securing, of securing security, securing um, a sense of I'm, I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I belong here, I'm loved, which was through um, being successful in the 3D reality in ways that the world was telling me was, was good um I became completely overwhelmed uh experienced a a kind of spiral into a pretty dark place uh, developed an eating disorder as a way to uh manifest it out of this kind of what I look back and see now as my trying to come to understanding with power and control and the way they they play in my body and and in the world and so I really went into those two qualities and created a reality that was uh ultimately destructive and also empowering in some ways in the way these these darker spaces are um and it was there I got to a place where I was I was really hurting myself and a beloved of mine reflected that to me. And I was able to see, you're right. If I keep doing this, I might not be here to experience anything. So I started going to therapy and that was also when I found yoga and meditation and started to come into a body that I was so used to its strength and its power and its ability to, um, listen to to my mind and do what I asked it to do, play the sport, run for miles, not eat for days. like these these disciplines, like discipline that I developed turned started to turn to de- devotion. And when that devotion came through, I reconnected with with the the spirit, with God, with um, creator, with source, and it was very clear to me that that this was the path Um, this was the path and that my initiation to the path was one that was intense and hard and could have killed me and um over time so I I just kind of kept following following that and it's I'd say over the last decade of being in spaces of facilitation and Um, mostly being a student, I would say that's the first piece that I've really come to cherish is like when I'm in a place of a student, then there's like an equality and a a spaciousness to what, what gets to come, come through me. Um, and I can really trust what's coming through that. It's not just me and my mind, but there's something. There's something bigger that I can, I get to be a, a conduit for. So, in that way, knowing myself is like, I know that I'll be a student and that I'll do my best to listen and I'll do my best to show up with love. Um, and everything else, the other ways that I would measure myself or define myself, they don't really. They feel small now, they feel like nah. For example, I've had long hair my whole life and recently I cut it all off because it was hot and it felt good. And in the past, probably even as much as a, a year, two years ago, I think that would have sent me into a bit of an identity crisis. Who am I? What? I don't have this, this Archetypal long mane that I identify with, and there's been a really interesting process of. Okay, and that's just, that's uh, feel like the general theme right now is um, the more I'm in studentship, the more I come to ask myself the hard questions and get support in navigating darker spaces. The more clear, the more the more clarity, um, and the less attached to the parameters that I would once use to understand who I am in the world. Does this make sense? I feel like that. I feel like it's yes. spo- said a lot of words.
0: <laughs> yes, it it makes a lot of sense. And what I'm hearing is it wasn't a, you woke up one morning and Mm. knew new parts of yourself or knew who you were. Mm. Um, It took some, a lot (laughs) of work. Mm. And it sounds like um, there were certain parts of your life where you had to lean or you did lean on other to receive the mirror of, okay mm-hmm. i can get myself out of this or this isn't serving mm-hmm. me um but what it really came down to is like you found that in yourself that mm-hmm. there was there was another way and mm-hmm. the survival ways that you were using in the past of you know using food in a certain way or exercising in a certain way ultimately was not supporting you and yeah. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to get clear on that because that's then when the
1: change, the work mm-hmm. actually starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's what's interesting now, I think with some time, with time and, and practice and whatever, whatever else alchemically has occurred between that, that moment in linear time and now, when I look back on that, through a lens of big time of not just like oh this is this was an experience in my life that I had and it was hard and I but more like that experience was extremely important to my soul Mm. to go through and put me into dark darkness which we can label as wrong and bad and destructive but really, was my soul grappling with parts of itself, mm. and doing that in a in a way that was causing harm to the vessel to 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 my physical being, and so I'm very I'm very grateful for the both the experience of that. Eating disorder, and of that, I'm and ooh, the edges of myself that I needed to meet, yeah. and also grateful for the coming out of the cave and what gets what was harvested and then brought out into reality and still gets to be brought out. Like, yeah, I still pull from that dark treasure trove all the time. Mm. Yeah. So I think that to me, there's something in right now as a collective that I feel is is we're being asked to do, which is to really um, sculpt narratives that are supportive. And like, you know, you could talk about moving beyond duality or yeah, polarity, but it, Seeing the way that the the dark and the grit and the hard that we're in right now can also be included in a narrative of wholeness,
2: of Mm.
1: uh, 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 eventual arriving at inclusive love and learning, (laughs) like the collective going through a, a great learning feels true in my being
2: mm. I'm curious
0: what are you a student of right now
1: mm. well it's funny because I look down and two things that are on my desk are the I Ching and the Kali oracle mm. so I would say um I mean, Eastern study, Eastern way. Oh, I think I'll always claim, I'll, I'll, I'll always seek the yogic, the yogic lens, the Taoist lens, um, the goddesses. Also, a student revisiting my uh, Christian background. Um, really interested in figure in Jesus as a uh, as a human as a as a model as an archetype as a aspiration as a possibility along with um, some of the other beings in those stories Mary Magdalene being being a huge coming in really big for me as a being as a priestess as a um, symbol so a uh, student of of story a uh, student of archetype nature's been a big teacher um, love mm-hmm. st- like st- st- learning a lot from um, from love and my the place i feel the most free to be a student is in the dance mm-hmm. so i I go into spaces of dance to, um, to cultivate deeper knowing of, yeah, of inner and outer reality. Say um, Yeah, I have two, I am apprenticing, formally apprenticing with a method called the 360, which is a, um, evolution to teachers of mine uh, who are five rhythms, uh, devoted to the five rhythms path. And then from five rhythms birth, this new offering into the world called the 360. And I'm one of the um, students studying over the course of a year to uh, to learn those that, that way of embodiment. So that's really exciting.
2: Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. And can you share more,
0: maybe for those who are less familiar with this inner world, this, mm. this Eastern world, um,
2: what does it mean to you?
1: Mm. Mm. A way I've come to understand it recently or feel into it, there is the there's the material external world. There's trees and there's earth and there's desks and there's zoom and there's uh, food and there's there's tangible things and places and experiences. And we're carried through them by our body. And while we're in our bodies, Interacting with this external playground, this world, as we're sensing our senses, there's also an inner reality, an inner world happening that is sometimes completely different mm. <laughs> than what's happening outside. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it feels very much like they they are together they're in unison. And I think that's something akin to flow, Um, like that sense of ease. But our inner world is not only our bodies and, and what they're experiencing, it's also our ancestry, it's our trauma, it's our, in some belief systems, our karma, um, it's our astrological, uh, astrological, uh, conglomeration of, of qualities. It's where mystery is. And that big part of the inner world is mystery. It's not something we can really define. So the more time we can choose to spend all our time in the external world through our senses and interactions and experience the feelings that come from that, which is beautiful and needed. And then there's also the possibility of spending time in the inner world through ritual, through practice, through getting quiet, through temporarily leaving the external world in order to explore the inner world. and that can be meditation that can be walking in nature that can be dance that can be yoga nidra that can be tarot cards that can be singing that can be writing that can be really any form of practice but that which draws our attention from out to, to mm. in And the inner world is where the answers are mm. so the questions and the answers and the
2: all of it. Yes.
1: Yeah, which is really beautiful to remind myself of. Because <laughs> I certainly forget and moments I'm like, someone tell me what to do. Yes. <laughs> someone. Anyone.
0: <laughs> right. Right. It's we are we're so modeled that early on that other has an answer for ourselves. And yeah. That is a learning to mm. trust, to build trust and to turn inward and, and play around um, mm. with finding the answers for yourself. I'm curious, what are, at least right now, some of the practices that you
1: really love to mm. go inward with? Yeah, dance, dance is definitely one of them. Um, singing. I've started singing with my harmonium, just kind of any, any and everything. That that's felt really good. Yoga nidra is one that. It's so funny. It's like my biggest teacher because I'm like, I know this is gonna feel really good. I know it's gonna put me in the space I want to be in. I know that this practice contains nectar that I'm so excited about. And yet, I don't always make time for it. <laughs> and that's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm recognizing that piece for me, but yoga nidra, um, and then i've I've entered into pleasure practice, which feels really good, the meaning with my body on my own, exploring what pleasure is, exploring how to create pleasure, how to work with it. um how to like see it as an energy and dance with moving it through my body, um, dance with moving it in division and possibility. So that's been a really um, enjoyable <laughs> practice and really empowering. Mm. Two questions. One, yeah.
0: for those who don't know what yoga nidra is, can you explain mm. practice? Yes,
1: for sure. So, it's a beautiful practice. The way my teacher Tracy Stanley talks about it, uh, I remember when I was in her um, a training a couple years ago, and she said, "You know, yoga nidra is 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 one of those kind of like it's only a secret practice because the theory is that it was uh, one of the rishis, one of the original uh, seers who." ancient sages who, who translated, pulled through these different practices, these spiritual practices that we, we still do today, different mantras, different ways of breathing. The theory is that Yoga Nidra is, is, was a woman, a woman, female rishi. And Yoga Nidra translates Nidra in Hindu mythology as the goddess of sleep and the goddess of waking. So she's responsible for Putting her hands over Brahm over Vishnu, the Creator's eyes, to put him into deep sleep,
2: mm. which
1: is the place of the unconscious, and she's also responsible for the moving of the veil, the waking up, the seeing the the reality for what it really is. So it's a practice of going into the void, going into the dark, um, going into liminal space. It's a practice on a I guess a more kind um, uh, of lifetime um, level of preparing us for death because it's all about dissolution and releasing into the void. Uh, it's so beautiful because one of the main things I love about it is um, comfort and relaxation. Like comfort setting ourselves up to really relax. The physical body is a fundamental part of the practice. So we create a yoga nidra nest. You do the practice lying down and someone is guiding you through, guiding your awareness through your vessel or with your breath in in different patterns, different ways that support a kind of rocking of of your awareness to a place where it it releases, mm. and with practice, then there's a, an inhabiting, not consciously, because it's the space of the unconscious, but you're inhabiting liminal void space, and that space is said to be the deepest healing space, where the body, the nervous system, the mind, the the ancestral body, the light body, the dark body, all the bodies can regenerate and restore. Um, They say that 45 minutes of yoga nidra can be equivalent to four hours of sleep, deep sleep. Uh, So it's a quite, quite powerful practice. Uh, And I think it's medicinal for our time because it isn't about doing. You know, the doing is setting up the nest and laying down. And then from there, it's about being and receiving and allowing. Just very needed right now.
0: Yeah. Many, many people that don't know how to access their being, you know, they, yeah. they fall into the doing the productivity. Um,
1: yeah.
0: an answer. So
1: it feels safe there. Yeah. It feels for many of us. That's the place where it's like, we're doing this, right. Mm-hmm. Cause we're doing. Mm-hmm. Now I'd love to hear about
0: your experience of pleasure and okay, <laughs> yeah, how that, how that came forward for you. Mm. Our work together, you helped me see my feminine and mm. Now I'm on this journey of so much feminine, like my feminine yes. energy, kind like to empower, like you opened that door for me through our work together, mm-hmm. which I'm so grateful uh, for.
1: Oh, that's so, thank you for saying that. That's um, what us sisters get to do for each other. Yeah. And so I'd love for you to share
0: your experience and what has allowed you to almost be able to voice that
1: yeah yeah that's interesting because i think the practice itself is what is is allowing me to talk about it Uh Mm. the kind of like claiming of and being in space with uh devoting to that is is quite i would say the last definitely the last 10 months has been was it it was a big way that I processed and moved through um, a very big breakup. I, that I'm transitioning through um, beautiful, hard hardest thing I've ever had to do. and has brought forth so many gifts, one of them being this relationship with my body and with pleasure and with re- reclaiming that space for the sovereign space of that experience, to have that just for me as a way to honor my body and its vast capacity to experience pleasure and creative energy, which is, I, I feel, another word for that. Um, and I, I didn't have any relationship with pleasure for the first probably 28 years of my life, I would say. Yeah. I was raised Catholic. One of my oldest memories is being shamed because I think I was four and I was feeling my female anatomy. And I, as the way my, my parent my parents were probably afraid that I was doing something that was inappropriate or would cause shame. So they delivered that shame. No, you can't do that. That's not something you do. And I was just like, oh, okay, I guess this is place in my body I can't be with, mm-hmm. which you know is what we learn as as you know, that's what I learned through my years. And my relationship with my sexuality was always in the context of heterosexual experiences where it was male focused and it was masculine pleasure and masculine uh if the masculine felt good then oh, we were doing it right and sex was like okay it's it's some it's a way I can feel love from this person because we're close mm-hmm. but there wasn't a exploration of my own desire and pleasure and that carried through like bless his soul and we had a beautiful relationship but that there were pieces of that that carried through up until my last um, relationship so when we started to dissolve our container there was this call for me of being like all right it's time to like make myself feel really good and like mm-hmm. can I can I get to know this thing called my sexuality my yoni my my temple in a way that i haven't yet and and i honor this as like a power source that exists and is just going to exist whether i commune with it or not but if i commune with it and if i get to know it then there is a way that it, be, it can become generative and it can become a, an, an energy source that might even then be used for good, you know, in the world, and might be another uh, another place to resource love from that is then shared. Um, mm. And that's that is what I found to be true. This kind of like, first of all setting up space to adore your own body is I know not something that I was ever taught to do or really even thought was possible. It was more so like, well, my body's supposed to look a certain way and be a certain thing. So I'm gonna set, spend my time and energy crafting my body to fit this thing. And then maybe when it fits this image or size or shape, then maybe I adore it.
2: Mm.
1: And so with the pleasure practice, there's an interruption of that narrative. And it's like, no, right now, this, this tempo is, is powerful. My heart's been beating consistently for 32 years. Like, holy cow, that's enough to like, (gasps) be like, you're perfect. (laughs) Wow. Keep going. So really like hold hold the, uh, be the one who sets up, up the space, be the one that receives the space, be the one that gives to the space, like to be all of that in one's body is, I found extremely empowering and has amplified my capacity to be like, if I wanna dance in sacred sexuality with another being, then it allows me to come forward with more knowing of my own body and of what, where, where we can go deeper then into mm-hmm. sacred sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also made having hard conversations easier, which is just an interesting, like I, I feel like that's directly connected to working with in a loving, reverent way something that was initially taboo for most of my life it's not anymore
2: yeah. Woo! yeah like <laughs> anyone,
0: I really do I I see myself in you I hear myself in you and I I really acknowledge you for sharing sharing this and and again, I can hear your truth in it that you're not speaking from a book. You're not speaking from an external voice. Like this is your experience. and the the way that you're able to claim that, no, by me exploring myself, I actually am having more difficult conversations and showing up mm-hmm. more authentically and creating so that I can serve people more powerfully. Mm -hmm. And that I feel like is the missing piece in so many female bodies or Mm -hmm. individuals that are disconnected from their pleasure. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I'm curious for anyone that is in that position where there's disconnection, Mm -hmm. unknowing, or there's fear, where do you suggest that they
1: just start? Hmm. Yeah. Well, the first, the, the word that came through right away was safety, mm. um, creating a known sense of safety, like many of us don't feel safe in our bodies. Um, and, and in spaces, uh, especially or not especially, but for many of us, we've been told our bodies aren't enough or they're not right, or they need to be a little different or a lot different. And so that can create some like, some real tension to um, to this, this, this felt sense of like reverence and like falling in love with oneself. So where I would start if it feels very, this feels very foreign, is I would start um, very simply with a like, Bringing more touch, not even to you know places of stimulation, but even just communing with skin, Mm. touching. There's a beautiful Ayurvedic practice called Abhyanga, where you heat oil and then you um, you spend time, you work from your feet up your body, slowly massaging your skin. Mm. And the invitation is to to speak kindly and to like be befriend your body as you do this. Um the more loving contact, the more like I'm here and I'm gonna work uh, maybe sometimes alongside of a very loud voice that says I'm not good enough or that my body isn't okay. Like, can I also let that's very brave to let that be there and to choose to adore because eventually that thing is recognized as not true Mm. and a a layer that has been for many of us calcified but eventually it's it's felt in the body as that and then from there the body gets to be free to be the body and it's unique beauty quirky smelly self Mm. Mm. yeah so time time with the body intentional time yeah And also
0: touch and the senses, the senses of Mm
1: -hmm.
0: your body. Mm I would love.
1: Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, it's just such a good point. Like pleasure does not have to be sexual either. Mm -hmm. You know, there's many, there's, we have senses and all of them can be tingled Mm -hmm. in different ways. Yeah. I know I've been finding pleasure
0: in earth (laughs) going outside. Yeah being in nature um and also yeah. different culture
1: yeah people, mm-hmm. like, the
0: pleasure of of just learning about different people's lifestyle
1: mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's beautiful
0: I would love for you to share or touch on the, your heart space more so mm. I feel very called to share more stories around how love is an access point where you can lead from yeah and from the Thank heart you. and yeah. I hear and I see that so beautifully and so authentically from you from afar mm. I think that's why I was drawn to you um, mm. through the way that you teach and so I would love to hear what has been your relationship with your heart and and love
1: and how you yeah. use that in the areas of your life too. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's 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 a beautiful question um because it's really been uh an exploration and in a recent ceremony mm. I took a vow to the path of the heart and it was uh not intellectually clear what that means but there was a felt sense of like can you really stand behind and for and with this knowing this thing this uh this way that you can call love um And so for me, it it feels like when I tune into that commitment, that place, when I ask love a question, it's very clear. Mm -hmm. When I bring in an inquiry into that space and hold it up against love, there's a way that it can be like, this is the path of love or this isn't very clearly where that came through most has been, and it's, it's actually really uh, beautiful that this is coming through because I haven't really, um, there's there was a completion that happened yesterday um, with my former partner who I was engaged to and our breakup, we can both say was messy. And there was a, um, there were some ways that I felt really hurt by how our the transition began, what played out where things were I lost a lot of trust. in this being's integrity and uh, in his masculine and alongside of that, I felt so much love for it his soul his, his his being and so there was this way over the last nine 10 months that i've been working simultaneously and there's love here and there's always going to be love here like i'm always going to love this human i'm going to hold the vision that that love can transition into something else mm-hmm. and I am going to work with the pieces of me that are angry, that are upset, that are like F you that are, and I'm going to create boundaries when boundaries need to be created. And it was messy and it was hard and it was sad. And it was, there were times when I just, I missed him with every fiber of my body. And there was times when I wanted to burn, burn it all down, like erase everything. And, um, and yesterday we met. We haven't spoken in a couple of months. Mm. And in that time, you know, respect and honor to his being. He did his, did quite a lot of processing and really felt into my heart and my experience. You know, put himself in my position a bit more. And that's what I was really desiring for him to do. Mm. And we sat on the beach and we put our hands on each other's hearts. Mm -hmm. After he had read me this letter he wrote, expressing these pieces that he'd seen and was willing to work with and claim. And we put our hand on each other's hearts and I called in prayer of like, love is now moving us from the place of partnership to the place of deep friendship and allyship and support. And may we, be really good mirrors for each other and really good friends and may like the love and deep connection that we have for one another may it continue in this way that allows us both to experience more of ourselves more life more compatibility more to expand and That felt like love, being like, okay, you've trusted in me through this, and now this is where I'll take you. And I had a vision the other day before I met my former partner on the beach of my wedding day. This is the first time this has come through. It was my wedding day, and he was there with his children. And there was an exchange. That was so beautiful. And it was like, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so happy you're here. And like, we went through a lot together. Look at us now. Like, I love you always. Um, and it felt like a version of love that I'm, like that to me was like, this is possible on the path of love. Yeah. And, requires mutual respect, which was the piece that we stepped into
2: mm. on the beach. Um,
1: so story, you asked for a story. <laughs> that was the story.
2: <laughs> wow, yeah,
0: thank you. Thank you for sharing that part of you and Giving a gift to all those who may not know that there's a possibility, mm. not, not know or be able to trust that they may look different. It may mm. other people may
1: not call it love, but yeah. to you, that was love. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because love doesn't have a specific form it needs to take that's that's mine that's 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 ego and ultimately i know for me i had to work with the part that was like you don't want to be with me Mm. you must not love me Mm. there's no love here if you're if you are not wanting the same variation of experience as i am And that was a part of me that I needed to be with because can we love each other when what we want is different and honor, honor that, honor that that's also painful and sucks (laughs) and that's true, but the love doesn't go, it's always there. That can
0: be... Shared and touch so many people in so many different ways. So mm-hmm. truly, thank you for sharing that. And I really hear your your love. I hear it. I feel it. Yeah. And I feel complete. Yeah, this feels like a good place. So much in this conversation. Good place. Yeah. But I would love for you to share. With the community, if they want to reach you, connect
1: with you,
2: yeah.
0: how can they find? Uh,
1: yeah, um, my Instagram is where I tend to put a lot of the updates and things like that. Also, I have an email list um, that I like to send out little little notes and also information about um, retreats. There's going to be mm-hmm. some really beautiful retreat spaces for the, the second half of this year and early next year, one particular one in um Costa Rica in November, which I'm really excited about. So um yeah, I'd say Instagram newsletter um, yeah, from all the ways. The class I teach a method mm-hmm. called the class, which feels very important to name because it's such been such a big part of my life and healing and teaching and Um, All the teachers on that platform are exquisite. So, uh, yeah, we can also practice together virtually on on that platform.
0: I highly recommend. (laughs) Highly recommend parents' class. Me too. Same thing. Highly recommend the teachers. They they really do give you the authentic version of themselves when they teach. That is so special. Yeah. Oh, well, I am mm. so filled with love. And uh, you. I appreciate you. Mm. And um, I know that this will touch so many people's hearts. So
1: mm. wonderful. Thank res- you, sister. Blessings to you. Thank you for creating this space. So nice to connect with you in this way. You are so welcome.
0: really hope you enjoyed this episode. Erin, again, thank you so much for joining us. And as she mentioned, you can take her class um, at www.theclass.com. I will put it in the show notes. She's amazing and you will feel her energy and you will feel so aligned and ready for your day after the class. So enjoy and come back for more. Thanks so much for joining us.